0: Chapter 7 of Loafing Along Death Valley Trails by William Carruthers. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 Indians of the Area The Indians of the Death Valley Country were dog eaters, both those of Shoshone and Paiute origin. Both had undoubtedly degenerated as a result of migrations. The Shoshones, snakes, had originally lived in idaho oregon and washington the Paiutes in utah idaho and nevada the true blood connection of coast indians may well be a matter of dispute almost every fifteen or twenty leagues you'll find a distinct dialect was said of california indians most of them were hardly above the animal in intelligence or morality Though the Death Valley Indians are called Shoshone and Paiutes, to what extent their blood justifies the classification is the white man's guess. Those whom Dr. French found in the Panamint said they had no tribal name. Many California tribes were given names by the whites, these names being the Americans' interpretation of a sound uttered by one group to designate another. They do not seem to have any name for themselves." all seem to agree however that the farther north the indian lived the more intelligent he was and the better his physique which would indicate a relation to the better diet in the lush well-watered and game-filled valleys and foothills some of the women are described by early writers as exceedingly pretty others flat-faced and pudgy the indians in the northern portion are vastly superior in stature and intellect to those found in the southern part certainly those found in death valley country reflected in their persons and in their character the niggardly land and the struggle for survival upon it they were treacherous as its terrain cruel as its cactus tenacious as its stunted life it is interesting to note the range of opinion and the conclusions drawn by earlier travelers of the shoshones very rigid in their morals They, of all men, are lowest, lying in a state of semi-torpor in holes in the ground in winter and in spring, crawling forth and eating grass on their hands and knees until able to regain their feet, living in filth, no bridles on their passions, surely room for no missing links between them and brutes. It is a common practice to gamble away their wives and children. A husband will prostitute his wife to a stranger for a trifling present. Our Paiute has a peculiar way of getting a foretaste of connubial bliss, cohabiting experimentally with his intended for two or three days previous to the nuptial ceremony, at the end of which time either party can stay further proceedings to indulge further trials until a companion more congenial is found. The Paiutes are the most degraded and least intellectual Indians known to trappers. Payuts are undoubtedly the most docile Indians on the continent. Honest and trustworthy, but lazy and dirty, is said of the Shoshones. Some ethnologists declare they cannot be identified with any other American tribe. Wives were purchased, cash or credit. Polygamy prevailed. Unmarried women belong to all, but Gibbs says women bewail their virginity for three days prior to marriage. They allow but one wife. Husbands were allowed to kill their mothers-in-law. The heart of a valiant enemy killed in battle was eaten raw or cut into pieces and made into soup. Women captives of other tribes were ravished, sold, or kept as slaves. Some Southern California tribes sold their women, and occasionally tribes were found without a single squaw. They are exceedingly virtuous. Given to sensual excesses the nevada shoshones are the most pure and uncorrupted aborigines on the continent scrupulously clean chaste thus the indian who came or was driven to this wasteland evoked conflicting opinions and the real picture is vague the lowest of california indians is believed to have been the digger so called because he existed chiefly upon roots and lived in burrows of his own making but his isolation by ethnologists is not convincing He was found around shoshone by fremont and kit carson and inhabited valleys to the north and west but in the death valley region the Paiute and shoshone were dominant blood vengeance was deep-rooted found with the indian collection of dr simeon lee at carson city was a revealing manuscript that tells how swiftly it struck mudge rode up to another indian standing on a carson city street and without warning shot him dead and galloped away the dead man had two cousins working at lake tahoe the murder had occurred at nine thirty a m and by some means of communication unknown to whites they were on mudge's trail within two hours and had found him mudge promptly killed them both and fled again sheriff ulrich engaged captain johnny a Paiute, to track the slayer he found mudge's lair but mudge was a sure shot well protected and to rush him meant certain death the posse decided to keep watch until thirst or hunger forced him out. Be fixum, said Captain Johnny. He disappeared, but soon returned with an enormous amount of tempting food, which he contrived to place within easy reach of mudge. Him see meopsis food eat bellyful and fall down at sleep that is exactly what happened and old demijohn the father of the murdered boys crawled stealthily through the sage and with his hunting knife severed the head from the sleeping mudge's body in mono county piutes killed the chinese owner of a cafe and fed the carcass to their dogs in court they blandly confessed and justified it claiming the chinaman had killed and pickled one of their missing tribesmen and then sold and served to them portions of the victim as corned beef and cabbage for the desert indian life was raw to the bone he was an unemotional fatalistic creature as ruthless as the land in the struggle to live he had acquired endurance and cunning he knew his desert its moods its stingy dole its cherry tolerance of life he knew where the mountain sheep hid the screw bean grew and the fat lizard crawled he knew where the drop of water seeped from the lone hill he combed the lower levels of the range for chuckwalla edible snakes horned toads anything with flesh stuffed the kill into bags and preserved them for later use he made flour from mesquite beans stored pinions roots herbs in his desperate fight to survive and anything that crawled flew or walked was food i have seen a squaw squatted beside the carcass of a dog picking out the firmer flesh when the piute came to a spring the first thing he did was to look about for a flat rock which he was sure to find if a member of his tribe had previously been there kneeling he would skim the water from the surface and dash it upon this rock then he smelled the rock if there was an odor of onion or garlic he knew it contained arsenic and was deadly naturally he would be concerned about another water hole he had only to look about him he would find partially embedded in the earth several stones fixed in the form of a circle not entirely closed the opening pointed in the direction of the next water The distance to that water was indicated by stones inside the circle there he would find for example three stones pointing toward the opening he knew that each of those stones indicated one sleep therefore he would have to sleep three times before he got there in other words it was three days journey but which of these trails leading to the water should he take there might be several trails converging at the waterhole the matter was decided for him He walked along each of those trails for a few feet. Beside one of them he would find an oblong stone. By its shape and position he knew that was the trail that led to the next water. Under such circumstances a man would perhaps wonder if upon arrival at the next water hole he would find that water also unfit to use. The information was at hand if upon top of that oblong stone he found a smaller stone placed crosswise and white in color he knew the water would be good water if a piece of black malpai was there instead of the white stone he knew the next water would be poison also not infrequently he would find other information at the waterhole if there were boulders about or chalky cliffs upon which the indian could place his picture writing if he saw the crude drawing of a lone man it indicated that the land about was uninhabited except by hunters but if upon the pictured torso were marks indicating the breasts of a woman he knew there was a settlement about and he would find squaws and children and something to eat frequently other information was left for this wayfaring indian under conspicuous stones about he might find a feather with a hole punched through it or one that was notched the former indicated that one had been there who had killed his man the notch indicated that he had cut a throat since there was a difference between the moccasins of indian tribes the dust about would often inform him whether the buck who went before was friend or enemy Like all American Aborigines, the Paiute had his medicine man, but the manner of his choosing is not clear. The one selected had to accept the role, though the honor never thrilled him, because he knew that when the score of death was three against him, he would join his lost patients in the happy hereafter. Occasionally he was stoned to death by the relatives of the first lost patient, and with the approval of the rest of the tribe not infrequently it was believed the medicine man's departed spirit then entered the medicine man's kin and they were also butchered or stoned to death note early writers refer to pautas pauts pauts payuts, and pauts the word paut is believed to mean true Bancroft claimed the Paiutes and Pautes were separate tribes, the latter being the Trout or Ochi Indians of Walker River, the former the Tule or Toy Indians of Pyramid Lake. There was an undetermined number of branches of the original Utah stock. Besides the above, there was another tribe called by other Indians, Cosby Paiutes, Cosby being the Indian name of a worm that literally covered the shores of Mono Lake this worm was a principal food of the tribe though paute is the spelling justifiably used throughout the region paute was chosen a few years ago by a group of scholars as the preferable form End of chapter seven